No. I want my phone to be like this. Hello, hello. Welcome in, guys. I wanted my phone to be the other way. How are you? So, I am just praying that this will go smoothly. And... Letitia should be coming in here. Here, okay. Here we go. Letitia, hello, welcome. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. How are you? I am so well. I wanted it to be like flipped the other way. But you have to. You have to start over. Start over and then turn it this way uh, before you that. press live. I had it like that. Oh, well, you got to keep it that way. I saw it, and I was getting ready to turn mine sideways, and then I saw mm -hmm. it go back. Really? If you do it now, I don't know if it's going to work. I think you have to do it before you start. Uh, hey, Kathy. Um, okay. It should, might be. Let's just, let's just go. <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. You good? You good with that? Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say. Hi, everybody. What'd you say? Whatever you say. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Lindsay Morales. I'm a life transformation coach and the founder of Coaching and Consulting. You are watching It Girl Jesus Posse, the It Girl Jesus Posse interview series. And today I'm so, so excited about my special guest that I have. Her name is Letitia Randolph. She's an independent associate for Legal Shield, and she's also a regional manager in Kansas City. How freaking awesome is that? I'm so excited to have her on today. I want to tell you guys a little bit about It Girl Jesus Posse. This is the tribe for you if you are somebody who is looking to make money, have fun, and live on purpose. And so... The women that are chosen for this interview are established business owners who have accomplished goals such as being ranked top earners and leaders or leaders in their companies. These women are also making an impact in the world financially and through service and uh, by supporting and building their communities. So welcome, 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 Letitia. Thank you, Lindy. Excited to be here. Yes. And I also forgot to mention in your title, too, you're also a mommy. You're also a wife. You're also a servant of God. Five thumbs up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're so excited to have you. And um, what I usually start these interviews with is this specific question it's how do you define abundance for your life hmm. well when I think of the word abundance I think of more than enough 
And, and it's not just money that we need in abundance, but we need an abundance of love, an abundance of faith, an abundance of patience, an abundance of the fruit of the spirit. I mean, we need an abundance of God in our life, definitely. I know that's what some of the things we're talking about tonight and having that overflow. Uh, so that's what I think about when I hear the word abundance. More than enough. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Having more than enough. Awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a great answer. And so true. Um, I think a lot of times people are thinking about that as just one aspect, like you said, just money or finances. But um, it's all of that. It's, it's, it's being taken care of, right? God being our provider, taking care of every area of our lives. Yes. And so, I, you know what, Lindsay, and I think in addition to that, it's, I think one of the reasons why Jesus said that I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly and that you can have those abundance in those other areas is because when you have more than enough, it's, it's really easy to share. Like if I have a big pan of food, everybody let's go, let's all eat it, eat more than one serving. Just, you can continue to, to give to others when you have that abundance. I think we should give, even if we don't have an abundance, but be, having an abundance makes it easier to give. And I think that's the purpose of the abundance so that we can give more freely. That's why I think our cup should overflow because when you have more than enough, then it's easier to share that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So true. And it's funny too, because honestly, how you tap into abundance is really giving even when you don't have a lot. Definitely. Right? Like, being in that space where you're giving okay so I want to ask you um where you are as far as in your business I know that you have done some ranking I've actually had the pleasure of working with Letitia in business um and she was a leader of mine and she was awesome um always very knowledgeable um always uh, accessible and a lot of leaders, you know, they get to a certain level and they're not as accessible to their team. But Letitia was not like that at all. And so um, I'm so excited to to interview her, but also just um, to acknowledge that. Thank because you. Because this really is a woman leader here on this interview series. And I wanted to um, ask you, when did you, I know that you have you probably well let me let me ask you what is like your uh, story and in, in far as far as your walk did you grow up in the church or like how was how is your spiritual journey like how did it begin yeah I don't I mean I guess you could say from a baby I mean I and I don't know maybe from two on I'm not sure how heavy in the church my mom was when she had me but I know I remember growing up in the church and singing at a very young age, my dad used to teach me songs and teach me scripture. My mom played the piano for a very small church that I that I attended when I lived in Maryland, which is I, which is where I'm originally from. And then we moved out to California and continued that journey. Like we were always in church. I was I've always been involved. I've always sang. Um, I've taught Sunday school. I've um, uh, taught been the president of the choir all that kind of stuff. And, and I, and I continued in that journey. I think my parents did a really good job of giving me a strong foundation and, and the church that I went to in California did the same. 
And then when I got married and moved to Missouri, the church that I am at now has helped me in the progression of who I am in Christ uh, in, a, in a different season. And it's just been good. And I just, I think early on, my parents taught me the, the strength in having a strong foundation. Well, it's strength and strong, same word. But the power in having a strong foundation in Christ and the blessings that come with walking with him. And I didn't, I mean, I was, I'm not perfect. I've never been perfect, but I, I had this fear and this reverence of God. So I, there were some things I just wouldn't do because I just knew it was going to turn out bad for me. And I was scared. <laughs> so I decided, I thought that there was, it, I, my life was better staying in Christ than it would be if I were to walk outside of there. And I didn't want to see that life really. So I, I kind of walked over to the side just a little bit, you know, and you're in college and you might, um, maybe go to a party or do some whatever, but I didn't ever go very far. Like I, everything was always in sight, but it was in college that I had this realization of kind of the gospel in its, in its whole form, like understanding like from Genesis, like the fall and then the redemption of Christ and then how that all relates to our life now. And even what the meaning of, you now have a right to the tree of life that we say a lot in church. I didn't really understand that growing up, but in college, I don't remember what, why it was. I just remember realizing the importance of Jesus coming and saving us from, from our sins, but also reconciling us back to God, which is what God had originally designed for us in the garden. And, and, and understanding that that tree of life is the tree, if you go back to Genesis, I don't know if you ever read this or seen this or whoever's listening, there's this part where he like, you know, Adam and Eve are kicked out of the garden and they, he puts up this guard and he, because they ate from the wrong tree, now they can't eat from the tree of life lest they live forever. So that was garden. I was like, ah, so now, now we have a right to the tree of life because Jesus came and re redeemed us from the sin and from the disobedience. And now we have a right to the tree of life and the eternal life through him. So that was exciting for me. So yeah, I've been to church all my life, but going to church is not enough. It's, it's having that relationship with Christ. And I grew up um, in some of the, in, in the earlier days, it was a lot of religion type stuff. And as I got older, I started understanding the relationship piece. And I, I think there's something. So explain, explain that, Letitia. Explain what's the religion piece. The, it's like the set of rules, right? Don't wear pants, don't wear makeup, don't go to parties, don't play basketball, don't whatever. You can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. And it was, there wasn't an understanding. And I, I think that the generation that that came from for the time that those rules were set, that maybe it was more appropriate at that time for what they, for what was understood. But as I got older and as you study for yourself and as you really like start to have that real relationship with God, then it became, this is not about rules. This is about God, you know, Jesus coming and writing the law on our heart. And it's about an even higher standard than here's all the laws. It's, I want to please God. I want to walk in his way. I want to be obedient to what he says. I'm not just here to follow one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm here to really walk in the purpose that he originally designed for me and not just have these set of rules. Is there's no, I mean, there's a lot of I know a lot of scriptures, but it says, you know, the Bible says that the letter killeth, but the spirit maketh alive. It's it's like 
Mm-hmm. You can have the rules, but if there's no heart in it, then so what? You're in a marriage. Like I just celebrated 13 years, right? You're in a marriage and there's all these rules. Thank you so much. Or we, 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 we got to change the pronouns, but it's <laughs> you're, you're, you're in a marriage and there's all these rules and these things. I mean, you're not really enjoying each other. It's like, well, you can't do this and don't do that. And, and, and we're going to, these are the things we're going to do, but you're not having any time to just laugh and have fun or be yourself. Uh, or whatever. So I think just having that relationship with Christ is more important, which changes the way you read the word, which changes the way that you study, because now you're reading it because you want to get to know God more, not because you're trying to follow a rule or have this, you know, this set of what I can and can't do. It's God, what do you want me to do in this moment? You know, living Uh off of, um, uh, off of every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, which means you're listening to his voice and reading his word and hearing his voice through that. So, um, so, and I think church is super important. I think it's important. It's a place where we gather. It's a place where we fellowship. It's a place where we strengthen each other, but I don't think it's the only ingredient because you could, Oh, I miss church on Sunday. Oh, now you're going to hell. Oh no. Right. Like it's not, that's not what it's about. It's about, I want to be there. If I miss it, I'm not going to hell because I didn't go to church last Sunday. You know what I mean? But I think right. it's, but it's important to be there because it's going to help strengthen yeah. not just you, but others that are there with you and that fellowship and that body of Christ. So I think it's, it's a place where we come back, get strengthened and go back out into the world and let our light shine. That, I mean, how do you let your light shine in, inside? You got to be out and about. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just going to get filled yourself. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. And, and, but in addition to what you're doing on your own, because what if your church burns down? That's happened to people. So tell me this. When did you start to, or how did you begin to like co create in your business? So, like creating goals and things like that with God, how did you begin to do that? You know, for a long time, Lindsay, it was hard for me trying to. Um, I had this thought process about like, you know, you, I shouldn't say, you know, but, um, like wanting more or wanting money or, uh, wanting to be successful as if that, if you were to do that or be super successful, that you weren't being humble. It's kind of what was kind of put into your head. That was the mindset block. Yeah. Like then when you're growing up and I tell you, you know, him coach Fard Bell has helped me through a lot of that. And so is my friend, uh, Lisa. Uh, great, who is also a coach and a, a counselor, just understanding that God wants us to be at our best. God wants us to shine. He wants us to prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. And so having success is not a bad thing. It's a good thing because it brings more glory to him. So I had to realize, and through my friends and through the word, through my pastor too, Pastor Randolph has been really good at um, us being that light when we have that success, it gives us more of an opportunity to have more influence where we can do those greater things. And having more money means that we can give more to our church, we give more to the community, give more to those who need it. So it's really kind of thinking bigger of, like you said in your intro that you wrote out, it's like big thinking bigger than just this one little box that we think we're in. It's, it's the I had to get a mindset shift on that and so I think I forgot your question now what did you ask me <laughs> no you answered it you I answered did? it okay <laughs> so yeah I did no, I forgot because with, with since I work with a lot of you know faith 
driven women that that does tend to come up is this um is it a sin to want to be a millionaire right is to want to make a lot of money or be very successful or even be competitive in a sense and i usually tell people too like competitiveness can be healthy it just depends. I love competitiveness. It makes me totally I know, drive. I it's so much fun. <laughs> but I, I think I think the thing that's most important to remember, Lindsay, is always, it's always the underlying motive of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yes. Are you trying to yes. be a millionaire so that you can so it's so it's just about you? It's just about your right. fame and it's about your car and your whatever and your and, and right. now it's you, you, you and, and your right, and your and your your inner desire is that everyone sees you and everyone um, uh, seeks after you. And like, it's just, it's always the inner part. It's like, what is it about? So when, and we have to be careful because it can happen to anybody at any time. It's, I love the lights. I love the stage. I love the camera. I was in drama. That's so much fun for me. I love it. I, I like to speak and it's a gift that I think that God has given me. But I think that you have to keep yourself grounded, which is why he tells us to meditate in his word day and night. We have to be grounded and remember that whatever we do, we have to do it as unto the Lord. So we do it in excellence. So let's add, let me say this. If thank you, uh, Catherine. Let let's say this. If if Jesus was here and he was in business with me, do you think he would tell me to be mediocre? Right. Absolutely. Do you think not. he would say, "Oh no, don't go for the high goal. Just do a little bit." I don't even sound like something Jesus would say. If he says that the, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that you may have life, which is full, right, mm -hmm. and that you have it more abundantly, then I think Jesus would say, "Get at the top of that list and then give me the glory." And so then you say, yeah. "I've been, I have been um, successful because." I have a relationship with Christ and his light is shining through me. And that is attractive. It's very attractive. And, and yeah, Catherine, he wants excellence. He wants us to be excellent. Why would we do anything less? Did he, the, do the trees look crazy right now? Are the seasons still in, do they still fall? No, I know sometimes I think God shows off and says, <laughs> you know, I'm going to let it snow in May. I remember one year it snowed in May, like May 1st or something. I'm like, really God? Four or five inches like, of snow I'm after an 80 degree. But overall, we knew that even though winter was crazy here in the Kansas City area, we know spring is coming. He's faithful in that. And, his, and, they, and it always is the same. But God does things excellently. I mean, look at the human body, look at the mind, look at the brain, look at all the things that um, that God has done. He didn't do, I mean, look at us. I mean, we're so beautiful. Yes. Us. I mean, we're not less than beautiful. So, yeah, I think. He would want us to, to, to be like him and to create and to, and to make things better and to find things that we can solve in the world. Um, and that's why I think, you know, like I said, I think church is very, very important, but I think it's what we gain there that we bring out that we can come out and touch the rest of the world with. So tell me, Letitia, how has your relationship with God given you an advantage in business? Haha. <laughs> well, I think there's this word that you and I both know and it's called favor. Um, <laughs> God has given yeah, me this way. You've got some serious favor. <laughs> Who, me? Oh, have you seen it? You've yes, been with you. me? Yes, you. And I think, I don't know. I mean, God can get favorites <laughs> whoever he wants to. I just, I don't know. You got your, you guys got your own relationship. Yeah. This is between me and God, right? God gives me favor. 
And I think it's because I really love him and I serve him like with my, my real heart. Like I really want him to be pleased in what I do. And when I consider anything that I'm doing in business, anything that I'm doing in life, I'm thinking what would be the, I want to do what's right. Not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to have integrity because that's what God would have us to do. Even when I worked in the corporate world, I have a corporate background before this, there are a couple of times that people ask me to lie in an email or say something. And I was very direct about that. I said, you know what? And I wasn't, and I wasn't condescending in any way. I just said, you know, I, I just operate in truth. And so I can't, don't put me in your email with that because that's not true. And that's not who I am. And, and that's a way of saying that without even having to say, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm wearing my cross. Like, no, I'm just, I'm going to operate in truth. I believe in truth. I believe in telling the truth. And I think we should operate in that way. And I think that, um, I forgot your question again. I asked you how <laughs> your relationship with God has given you an advantage, but that, that is, um, that says a lot because you're saying, you know, since you operate in truth and integrity, God favors you. I, um, testify. That, that comes with it, right? Is, how has he favored you in business? I know you know everybody in the room. That's the type of person Letitia is. <laughs> I'll meet them. I'll meet them if I don't. I don't, I don't know. A, I don't know, Lindsay. Huh? that's not a friend. I said, you don't meet, you don't have a stranger. There won't be a stranger in the room with you. No. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that he's with me. And when I do things in excellence, when I do things in integrity, when I do things in truth, that that just, it just lines up. And when it lines up, it just, then God's just, I mean, he can be in it. He can operate there. He can't operate in something that's not true. He can't operate in something that's not like him. So I just think he's with me and, and, and I acknowledge him and I thank him for it. And I give him praise and I give back to my church. I believe in tithing. I believe in giving. I believe in helping as much as I can, you know, I'm, I'm but I think, oh, what was I going to say? That one of the things that I really appreciate about being in business for myself, which is about to be five years that I've been what I call cube free, is the opportunity to, to spread God's love. I almost feel like, see, now I'm live and people are going to know. I almost feel like I'm like this undercover spy kind of person, you know, where I can just... <laughs> They don't always know. Some people do. You know, they know they're Christians or whatever. They may be able to tell. I've had people ask me straight out, hey, are you a woman of God? Has someone stopped me in Starbucks not too long ago and asked me that? And I was like, yes, absolutely. She's like, I could just tell. And I didn't do anything but say hi. Um, but I think mm -hmm. it just gives me the opportunity to continue to spread the love of Christ and, and his ways in the marketplace. And that is something that I really enjoy and just showing love and just being kind, I think is very necessary, especially in the business world where there are a lot of shrewd people who are all about themselves. Some they're trying to climb this ladder or whatever they're doing and they're not considering people. Um, I just think it's another, another opportunity to spread the love of Christ wherever you go. And so I just, I think that's great. And I appreciate that. Being able to do what I do gives me more freedom to help with some of the things that we have at our church, like if my pastor needs me to go visit someone or, you know, if someone passes away, I can sing at a funeral without having to ask for time off. I mean, it's just a lot of things that I can move around as I need to and still be free to minister um, as, I'm, as I'm going around. And sometimes what I thought was going to be a business conversation ends up being 
a ministry conversation. Sure. So I like that too. Sure. So tell me, what kind of obstacles have you overcome in business due to your faith? Hmm. Well, this particular company, the, the CEO is a Christian, and he's very respectful of other religions and things. I haven't really had any in this particular, um, in this particular business that I can think of. I think it was more so in the corporate world where you're under your boss or you're under um, the, the laws or the, um, the guidelines of that business where you're restricted in what you can and cannot talk about. You, you know, you can't say God, Christ, you, if you're in any way making someone feel like you're trying to preach to them, then you're in trouble. I don't have that, I don't have that same restriction in, in this business because I'm independent. So I, I, I'm, I don't know if there are any obstacles that I can think of in this particular business that I've had since I'm so free to be myself. So what about as far as like characteristics? So you talked a lot about like, yes, God judges the heart and that's your character and how you move. What ways have you grown or developed? And you know, it's because of your relationship with God and it trans translates into your business and how you run it. So how are you, you're saying, how has my relationship with God spilled into the business? So I'm asking I'm again. Saying, yes, I'm saying like what things, like you kind of talked about it a little bit uh, already as far as like just shifting your mindset and knowing that, you know, the Lord wants you to succeed and be successful. And I'm asking you like, what ways have you developed? So like, um, you know, sometimes we have a hard time with, as much you know how much independence comes with being an entrepreneur or a businesswoman right um, i'm sorry someone called me what did you say we have a hard time with what with how independent um well you know being your own boss time management um even just uh being able to take all of the rejection that comes with being a business owner. Oh, yeah, that would be an obstacle. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily done anything to do with Christ, that obstacle, but um, how do I, how do I overcome those things? Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, I mean, if I, if hopefully I'm answering your question when I, when I say this, like, for the type of business that I do in sales, um, which is really kind of a, it's, it's kind of in a consulting way. Um, we've changed our approach over the years and it's helped a lot. And that approach has been to take more of a, um, what do you call it? A uh, uh, referral based approach so that you don't feel like you're just like, like, again, under your motive, it's, you don't feel like you're just, you're going after people just so you can get what you can get from them, but you're really listening to them, finding out what they're about, who they are, what connections you can make for them, what you could do to actually help them and be a resource for them. And including what you do, if that's a good fit for them, then great. And if it's not training yourself not to get upset when 
it's not a good fit or they're not interested, but still being interested in that person themselves, which I think is another principle that, I mean, I think, I think Jesus would be at Starbucks with me having coffee. I think we would be sitting down <laughs> talking about the scrolls, you know? <laughs> he might drink tea though. I don't know if he'd drink coffee because he was, I think he's a pretty clean eater. But um, I think that um, it's, it's really, I think what's, what's really been important for me is caring about people on the deeper level and, and being open to it not being business. There have been people, and one of my friends is watching now, that I've met at, it seems to always be at Starbucks, but I've met um, <laughs> that are still not members of the business that I'm a part of, but we're friends. And we're good friends. And if they ever want to be, a, if they ever want the services that I provide, they can, they know where to go. And they're probably going to get it from me because they, they know that it's not just about, oh, you're just trying to sell me. It's, it's about them. And I had to learn that. I learned a hard lesson um, over the last few years. Last year, I was working on um, this big content, this big contest that I was doing with my company. And I made the mistake, so this is, I think, is a really good lesson. I made the mistake of putting that contest at the forefront of my conversations. Mm. So it was all about Jamaica. Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. And you know about this because you were kind of, we were doing some things then. Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. Hey, can you help me? I'm trying to go to Jamaica. Blah, 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 blah. And I didn't make it. And I think God gave this to me as a lesson because it was after this that I started, like, earning all the trips. But... I, my motive was, was it right? Even though I wanted to go to Jamaica, it was only, it was about me. It was about my trip, my contest, what I was doing. And it wasn't like, I almost didn't even care. Like if I would, and I did, I mean, it was, it just wasn't first. It was second. I didn't care as much as I did about Jamaica as I did about helping that person. And it, and I didn't make it. And I'm glad I did it because that lesson helped me a lot. What I learned from that lesson was, you can, you'll be rewarded for doing things God's way. You'll be rewarded for doing it right. And I was going to say this earlier that faith without works, which is the scripture is dead. So we have, we have faith in God, but we have to do something too. You can't just sit around like, Oh, God's going to give me a job. Well, you better fill out the application. You better get your resume together, get your suit on, do, you got to go do the interview. You got to do something, you know, you got to show you are showing Paul says, he says, you show me faith. You show me your, Oh, I don't know how he says it. You show me your faith. Uh, He says something about basically if you have faith, you show me that you have it by the works that you do, right? And if you don't have it, then you're not, you're not doing anything. So when you don't do something with your works, then you're not having faith. But so I was doing that trip, uh, going for that trip, and my motive was wrong. It was second or third, the person, and I didn't make it. And I had two chances, Lindsay, to, to get that trip, and I missed both of them. And the second time, only by like six people. And what I learned from that was, I have to put the people first. I have to, and what we do is so valuable. It really does help people in so many areas of life that I have to be, I have to serve because service to many leads to greatness. Jesus said that the, those who serve are those who is the, whoever is a servant among you is the greatest. So I had to, to right. shift that too and say, how can I serve preach. these people? Hey, glory. Now I can, I'm a preach, right? How can I serve these people? How can I, um, how can I bring, bring glory to God through what I do, 
by helping people get through situations that they're dealing with and providing the service. And if I do that for enough people, I can still go for my trip. I can still be competitive for my trip, but it's about how many people can I serve? Thank you, Mark 10, 45. How many people can I serve? Uh, that's my friend, Pastor Lisa. And then as a result- Hi, Lisa. Hey, everyone. <laughs> oh, you would love her. You should, you should interview her. She's amazing. I, I, as a result, I'm, I will get the rewards, right? Great is your reward in heaven. I will get the rewards from doing it the right way. And so I learned that lesson. And I tell you, once I shifted that and Coach Bell helped me kind of process through that. And it became this staple for me in business that whatever I'm going for, whatever I'm doing, no, in no way can I put my, my goal or my motive first. I have to put God first. I have to put service first. And then as I continue to serve people and I serve enough, if I just keep a good amount of people going, then I'll be able to do it. So then it wasn't, to, it was after that I got the next trip. Well, I had gotten one earlier that year. Then I got the next trip, which I just got back from. I got to take my hubby and the results are in and I'm waiting for the final results. Next week, I'll find out. But I, I really think I got this last one too. And it's bigger than, it's as big as the one that I missed last year. So it was, it was shifting that mindset. And really, how can, I, how can I do this the way Jesus would do it? Like if he was a representative like me, how would he do this? And, and just, just really, just being, having a heart for the people. And, and I do, I love meeting people. I, and it's not, hey, let me show you what I do. It's tell me your story. What's your story? How'd you get here? How did you do? Why, Gloria, she said, favor is my flavor. Thank you, Lisa. How did, how, how, did you get, how did you get where you are? What's your story? And in those stories, you get to find out like their philosophies, their thought processes. And I'm not the person that's, gonna, that's going to try to necessarily preach in like a traditional way to someone. But trust me, Jesus is talking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they see it. That yeah. is a wonderful, wonderful example um, of getting past the obstacle in, in using your faith. Because, You're right. I didn't even think yes, that. Yes, that's a wonderful example of that. Just because I know that in our business, we can become so consumed with the goals that we set, the quarterly goals, the yearly goals, the, you know what I mean? The, the statuses we want to get to, we want to earn a trip or we want to go on this trip and we want to go on a vacation. And so we get so consumed with those goals. And God wants us to always focus on the purpose. Hey. And the purpose is always to serve his people. Right. Right. What he has put in you for you to give out. So that is awesome. So the next question I have for you is if you had, if you could give five ways to incorporate our like stages, um, our steps to incorporate your faith in your business, what would they be? Well, I think one of the first ones we just talked about, and that is um, be, having a servant mindset and, awesome. and, 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 and keeping that in mind, like, how can I serve others? I think um, the other thing is to what Proverbs 3, 4, uh, 5 and 6 says, that, that we should trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not into our own understanding, in all of our ways acknowledge him, and he shall, you know, that's a definite word. He shall direct our paths. And I live we, by that. Yeah. And so we should, so we should acknowledge God and we should seek yes. him. 
and talk to him and say, okay, God, I mean, there's a scripture about, I forget which woman it is. My preacher friend on here can tell us, but there was a woman that was, um, I think it was the, it was one of those women in first Kings. There was a, there was like two or three of them who was running out of, um, um, she was about to, I think it was the one, the one, either the one that was about to die and she needed the oil or the one with the cake. Both of them listened to the instructions of God. Um, mm -hmm. One of the ladies was going to run out of oil and mm -hmm. uh, when she was about to die, I think she was making her last cake or something and her and her son were about to die and she didn't know what she was going to do. And the prophet told her exactly what to do. And she followed those in specific instructions. And then she went and got those jars of oil. Now, now, now we were talking about faith and works, right? She put, the thank you, the widow at Zarephath. She she put work with her faith and she went and she got those jars and gathered them and they were they they never ran out. They were just overflowing because she followed the steps. So it's it's um trusting in the Lord and, and acknowledging him and everything that we do. Um gosh, yes, we're and going to get the containers, right? Yeah, yeah. So doing I mean I guess work, if we were like you said, would you say three is doing the work? Well, I was going to say that um, I think remembering, thank you. Look, I told you, my friend, she's very uh, knowledgeable in the scripture, Second Kings 4. I, I, I think that if we were to put maybe a number, I think if we're doing trust in the Lord, that could be two. But then in that same scripture is acknowledging him. So like we can't forget that he's with us. We have to like say, okay, God. And, and it's not just, oh, I talked to you in the morning or and at night, but it's throughout the day. Hey, God, what do you think? What do you, and, and acknowledging him and saying, God, I trust you or um, help me with this situation that I'm about to go into this meeting. I'm nervous. Can you speak through me? Can you help me? Can you help me not to be nervous? Can you direct me into the right person? That kind of thing. So I think three would be acknowledging God in all of our ways, in all of our ways. And then let's say four, since this is like, I didn't know I was going to have these five or whatever, but I would say to remember that you have to do something like your faith is not actionless. You have to put action with your faith. You have so to do something. You got to do something. Okay. So Linda, you're a successful uh, businesswoman out there making things happen. Right. And you say, well, I want to be a coach. Okay, great. Well, you can't just sit home. Well, I guess you kind of could, you have, to, but if you're sitting home, you have to be somehow talking to people online or whatever to get, to meet these people or to find out where the clients are going to come from or whatever. You have to have some type of action to go with it. So I think that action would be that. And then let's add prayer. I think prayer is important prayer. because, you know, that's going to help center us and guide us and keep us humble. You know, when we, when we talk to God, he will talk and listening to God and that's a communication, right? You're talking he, and, and he's listening and um, you're being quiet and, and you're listening to him and having that, that relationship with him is super important too, because you're going to need strength. There are going to be times when things are hard, where you may be challenged. And I, you know what, I have had some challenges in business and I don't know if it's necessary because I'm Christian or not. I mean, who knows? Just life is like that where people have um, mis mistaken something or accused me of things that I didn't do or a motive that wasn't true. And so when we stay grounded in God, it helps us to not be so easily offended when we know who we are. Like I know who I am and I know that wasn't me and still acting in grace. I had someone specifically attack me, um, a couple of people, one person in particular who had attacked me. And I mean, when I tell you that the message was this long, like it's past the box that's here in the live. It was that long of all these accusations that none of them were true. There was none of that was my motive and I knew it. And I think she did too. And instead of 
arguing or trying to defend myself or whatever, I know that God fights my battle. And that's a maturity that comes over with being in, in God and in prayer and, and studying and yeah. all that and being in, in his will and listening to him. I didn't even argue. I said, you know, I wish we had, we could have talked about this. I didn't know you felt that way. If you want to talk, here's my phone number. If not, I'm going to respect what you're saying. And I wish you the best. And my friend Lisa is a witness because I let her read that. It was just outrageous. Like, you know what? This isn't, this is an attack. And, and recognizing that too, which is why we have to acknowledge God, which is why we have to stay in prayer, which is why we have to stay close to him because there are some things that are spiritual, not everything, but there are some things that are spiritual attacks that we don't realize it if we're not staying in tune with God. And when it is, he'll tell you when to speak, when not to speak. Sometimes he'll tell you to speak and say, stand up and say no. Or sometimes he'll just say, you don't need to say anything. It'll work itself out or let it be. Don't even, don't That's even true. engage in that. So it's just, it's staying close to him is really important. So, true. so Yeah. Yes. Yes. So true. Okay. So um, I wanted to uh, ask you to give a testimony or a couple of testimonies um, about God's goodness his grace and his mercy or even just his good sense of humor. I know that um, you mentioned earlier too, like actually having relationship with God, right? Like he's funny. He has a sense of humor. He's not all, you know, like the fire and brimstone and we're all, <laughs> you know what I mean? The lake of fire and things like that. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, like, you know, know who you're talking to, but at the same time, too, just having that relationship, um, kind of give a testimony just on your relationship with him in that regard, where you know, like, this is Abba Daddy, this is Abba Father, you know, and, and how that has uh, served your life. I, I don't know. I, I don't know a funny time. You know, people say I'm funny. I like to, uh, I really love to laugh and have fun. And some of my friends are listening and watching now. They know I'm a really fun person. I believe I've been gifted with an unspeakable joy that just exudes, right? I'm just, it's, it, it's God's joy that no one can take away. Um, I don't know. I don't, I can, at the moment, I am, I'm not thinking of a funny situation that I could share, but I do have one. Are you going to share his love? Yeah, I mean, I have I have a situation where um, uh, I remember one time I had just finished, <laughs> I had just finished um, doing business and talking to people and, and going through, and I was sitting in this, this if you've ever been to Starbucks in Lee Summit on 291 Highway, you kind of know, you know this little corner that's at the very end of that, of the coffee shop. And I was sitting there, and this, <laughs> this guy, and I don't know if you'll ever see this, but he is my friend on Facebook. He, he looks over at me and he, he says, um, excuse me, what does it mean when people say don't have a cow? <laughs> and I was like, that's so random, right? And he asked me this question. Now you would think, Lindsay, this was just a random little question and um, it had nothing to do with anything, but it led into this conversation about, and I don't want to share his personal information on here, what he was specifically going through, but it led us into a conversation about his life's purpose and some of the things that he was doing at the time that I don't think he wanted to do based on what he told me. And it, even some of the things he was doing at that very moment that we were there. And we just had this conversation. We probably talked about an hour and he was inspired. And he told me that he didn't believe in God. 
And I, and I didn't, I said, do you think that, this is my question to him. I said, do you think that it's a coincidence that, I'm, that I met you today? And I didn't say anything about God. This is what I was telling you earlier. And he said to me, I don't believe in God. Lindsay, I did not want to say God. And, and it came out of his mouth. So we don't, I don't know who said that. But he said, I don't believe in God. And I said, I didn't say anything about God, but I do. I do believe in him. And he knew that I was a Christian and that didn't stop our conversation. And when I left, I said, I know you don't believe in God, but I'm going to say a prayer for you when I you know, get to my car. And he was like, I can use all the prayer I can get. And he was inspired that day. And, I, and I, we still stayed in touch. And some of the things he was doing then, he's no longer doing. And he has gotten to a different place in his life. I don't know if he believes in God now or whatever. Excuse me. But the seed was planted. And I asked God when I, when I went to my car to pray, and I did pray for him and his girlfriend that was there at the time, I asked God to send someone else to water it. And, and I just think that it was just, those are the things that make me excited about um, being able to be free and to have to be free in business. And you don't have to own a business to be like this. God will tell you a strategic way that you can, you know, that you can speak to others and encourage them and inspire them and share his love and do all that wherever you are, whatever you've been called to do, uh, whatever you've been called to be, um, everything that we do, we can do it as unto the Lord, as long as it's something that God would approve of, right? I don't know if you can strip unto the Lord, but... Um... <laughs> you are so silly. <laughs> Unless it's to your husband, right? You could go home and do that in the private, but sorry if that's what you do, that I just don't think that that that's what you don't want me to do so um <laughs> so we're coming <laughs> let's hit show so fast okay so we're coming, we're coming to the end of this um I, yes I, I have another presentation I'm gonna <laughs> to jump one yes, here we're coming to the end and um I just want to ask you one last question uh how does God speak to you um I know that a lot of people get confused with that and you know what I mean some people say an audible voice some people say, you know, you know, he ministers through music. Um, so uh, can you just tell the people just how he speaks to you? My friends are making comments. God speaks to me in many different ways um, through music. Um, he speaks to me through friends and through my husband, through his word specifically. That's always where he speaks the most, right? It's written, it's there, yes. and it connects with my spirit and it connects with the spirit of God. So if nothing else, that's where you can hear. You want to hear God's voice? Read his word, right? And listen that's and be quiet. That's the, that's the best answer. But he speaks through other people. And, and I don't know if I've, I don't think I've never heard like a um, Ten Commandments woo voice like booming down from heaven. But I think it's a still small voice. And sometimes I think we don't think it's God but it is, and we, you hear it, you hear something in your spirit, you hear it on the inside, like there's no one audibly talking, but you hear something within yourself, and God can be speaking through us, uh, to us, and sometimes we discount it, and mm -hmm. here's how you know if it's really him, because I've had situations where, you know, someone's told me something, and it didn't line up, if it doesn't line up with God's word, it's not him. That's the easiest way. And if you don't know, there are plenty of people in your life. I know there's somebody that you can reach out to and say, hey, I need your help. Can you help me find this in the scripture? Or can you, here's what someone said, and you guys can pray about it. You can look it up, but it'll always line up. That's how you know if it's him. So God's not going to tell you to go kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to tell, he's not going to tell you to strip unto the Lord. He's <laughs> You're just not going to let that one go. No, that's pretty funny. I'm going to keep that one. <laughs> so it has to line up, but yes. It's 
What? This yes. was so much fun, Lindsay. It's Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure having you. You have helped so many people. And so I'm so excited, you know, with business and just personally and how we can connect God and business. And they really do connect, you know, spirituality and business really do connect. So um, thank you so much for being on It Girl Jesus Posse, yeah. the interview series. And um, if you are interested in getting the recordings of the fabulous ladies that I will have on It Girl Jesus Posse who are making, you know, kicking butt and taking names in business, in various <laughs> businesses, and also stand for Christ. Um, definitely click the link and get into the interview series. Thank you guys all for watching. You guys have been amazing. And um, any questions, can they just ask you a little later, Letitia, in the comments? Sure, sure yeah, they can put in the comments or, or they can reach out to me in my inbox. My page is public, all that. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. And blessings in abundance, everyone. Bye.